Welcome to Moon Harbor Heroes. This issue is Legacies issue 8, Targets. On the cover, Paul Princeton, aka the Praetorian, a real estate mogul and villain, stands on a podium talking. Unknown to him, he is framed for the reader in the crosshairs of a gun. We turn the page and our story begins. This issue opens on a panel that just shows a column of fire. Just flame covering every inch of it. And the next panel pulls back and we see that it's Princess, uh, the dragon, breathing fire in like a training exercise. You all are in the warehouse that I assume you all stole probably or just like are squatting in where now Tula has been keeping Princess and is now also keeping Bailey. Uh, Bailey was a like 10 year old who got some really explosive, dangerous powers uh, from the Karanash, from Tula's people. Bailey has been training there and Princess the Dragon is uh, living in this warehouse. So you all are there. Um, it's not quite the sophisticated training setup that like C4 is, but Princess the Dragon does not fit into C4, at least at this point. So if you want to train with her, you have to do it in this like slightly more rudimentary, like trash cans and metal piping kind of training setup, as opposed to the like, we're going to project holograms and make the room move kind of thing. Uh, so I want to start with Tula. Uh, Tula, you are training with Princess. What does that look like? Are you riding on the back of her? Are you uh, like having her shoot at things? What does your training look like? Clarifying question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, what power do I have? Do I still have the light one from the last game? Let's keep the light one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Then I am still doing the projection of color shields except since i've gotten more skilled with this power since it's still around the shields have like little faces on them or they'll have like different treats so if she hits that one she gets that treat for the day so it could have belly scratches or something yummy to eat even though we're gonna give her stuff anyway now and um i am working on top like writing her but also trying to do a jump off and then she has to swoop under and catch me again. Uh, important question. Has this trick gone wrong before or is this the first time you're attempting it? This is not the first time we're attempting it. It is still not 100%. <laughs> uh, I would say we're like 50-50. Perfect. This is the first session after you took Come On Lucky. Uh, which is the move where you get a pet, essentially. Uh, and the pet gets you a plus one to two different moves, two different basic moves. Three basic moves. So uh, what basic moves does Princess give you a bonus to? I'm going to go with directly engage a threat, defend, and I'll go with assess the situation. Uh, to see how well this move goes, we're going to have you roll something that isn't one of those three. Uh, it was always going to be Unleash, but uh, you just didn't pick it. So can you go ahead and roll to Unleash Your Powers to see uh, how this move goes? Tula, 
That is a nine. So do you want that to be unstable or temporary? Or do you want to mark a condition? I'm going to mark a condition. Perfect. What condition are you marking? I'm going to go with insecure because I feel like I'm not confident in my training, but here I am trying to train both with Princess, Princess herself, and Bailey all in this place. And now we've got other heroes in the location, which makes me more nervous. So, And we see Tula land this flip, land this jump. It looks awesome. And then we get a panel of like Princess's wing, like, rising up into panel like princess is flying towards the panel and the whole thing is covered by the wing uh the next panel we see is rin on the ground uh and rin you are with pei ho and you are with max um rin you are the most experienced in terms of like heroics so you are leading these two through a training exercise what are you doing there i am testing their ability to dodge so, um, like, is this big enough? Is this place big enough to have my Taka cycle in here? Yeah, it's a warehouse. Okay. Uh, so I'm driving around on the Taka cycle and I'm using my Dragon Defender in order to just, like, shoot laser bolts at them. Uh, let's start with, uh, Peho. Peho, how are you dodging these, uh, you know, bolts from your friend? I think Peho is very wary of motorcycles. <laughs> after being struck in the chest with one. I don't know what you're talking about. I think motorcycles are fine. Oh, they're fine if they're not slamming you in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they are very wary of the motorcycle itself, so thankfully it's laser bolts. Since Peho is not very experienced, is just trying to use the telekinesis to levitate themselves around and, like, float... It's not terribly graceful, because they typically use it just to descend dramatically, but, like, actually moving around in the air probably takes a lot more control. Awesome. Can you also roll to unleash your powers for me? That's an eight. Perfect. Do you want that to be unstable or temporary, or do you want to mark a condition? Uh, unstable or temporary, I think, since it's training. I don't think there's a lot of emotions going into it. You quickly dodge out of the way. Uh, you make it look very agile, actually. Oh, yay. Uh, however, as you're, like, diving out of the way, uh, you do bump into Max and push him directly into the path of not the laser bolt, but the motorcycle itself. Of course. Yeah. Max, what do you want to do here? Is there a table nearby? <laughs> do you want there to be a table nearby? I mean, it would be very fun because last time I had a motorcycle charging at me, I used the table to ramp it just to make that a move. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I feel like this is a directly engage. I actually don't think you need to roll for that. You've done it before. And again, this isn't a high stakes situation. So I think you can just do that. Tell me what that looks like. I think it's like me getting knocked and like quickly throwing an arm out to grab the leg of a table and moving it so it's on my back and then like angling it so the edge of the table is on the ground and I am the ramp. Rin, you go launching into the air. And you can probably land your bike without it, like, you know, getting destroyed. I'm not sure how graceful it's going to be. So it can either be like a bumpy landing or uh, you can roll to unleash your powers to see how well this goes. Ah, I got a nine. So again, uh, unstable or temporary or market condition. Could I spend a team here? 
Uh, yeah, you do have one team in the pool right now. Uh, I think I would like to spend a team as a giant butterfly comes in from off panel and like gives you a little bit of of uh, like grabs Rin by the back and gives you like a, a couple of hard flaps to make it a softer landing. And I think this is a good point to introduce our second come unlucky for legacies. Max, can you introduce your new pet here? Uh, yeah, this is uh, the Emperor. Uh, it is a purple Emperor. Uh, it is roughly the size of a human child. So it's a very big butterfly. <laughs> and it used to be my soul. <laughs> Question, does the team know that at this point? Uh, I think Lucy definitely does. I think the team knows. I want to get a flashback to that scene. Can you tell me what it looks like as you tell the team that this butterfly is your soul i think it was first that um that that uh that that max called like a little team meeting and said okay so y'all know how um how, how tula got got a pet like a like like the dragon yeah that that's okay right everybody loves princess princess is so oh amazing. yeah pr princess is great princess okay. is great um i might also have gotten a pet I'm not sure. We're going to see how Princess takes it. Uh, Emperor, come on out here. <laughs> and then he just comes flying out from Max's room, and it is a child-sized butterfly. Can it understand language? Can Crypto the Superdog understand language? Oh, Crypto can definitely understand language. Then, em then Emperor can understand language, because oh, that's cool. basically what this move is. Yeah, I mean, we had Rascal King uh, with Squire. We had the wild thing with uh, Hilda. Like, we definitely had uh, people with pets that could understand, so. Yeah, we also have a dragon that definitely understands language, because it's a dragon. Oh, yeah. A very smart dragon, yes, she is. And, um, well, I, I would have told you all about it first, but I wasn't exactly expecting him to hatch, because he was my soul. This is a metaphor? No. I mean it incredibly literally. I mean, this thing is like going into battle with us and everything, right? It, it, theoretically. And uh, I do want to say that I think if you look really hard at the like edges of the wings, you can still see the text that, that was written on the chrysalis sort of moving across uh, uh, like underneath the colors. Does this mean you don't... Have a so so that's soul that's now? a real quick question that I don't have the answer to. Okay. Hey, so I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like you're putting work into this whole superhero thing because now, like, we're literally getting to see you fight with your soul too. I think this is rad. I have a question, but I don't think I should ask it. But I have a question, but I don't think I should ask it. But also, like, if you don't think you should ask it right now, Tula. But it's a really important question. Then you should probably ask it. If something happens to the, to, to, to your soul, does something happen to you? Well, you know, I hadn't thought about that, but now I am. Cool, let's go test it. Ti Tiger's gonna poke the butterfly to see if Max reacts. <laughs> not, not in any, like, obvious way. And we cut back to see uh, Emperor, the butterfly, helping Rin land safely. And right as Rin lands, you all hear like a slow clap from the door of this warehouse. When you turn, you all see someone that most of you have not met yet. Uh, the only person here who knows them would be Pei Ho. Because you all see the villain, maybe, maybe hero, kind of morally gray anti-hero named Leopard. Pei Ho. You know that this is Rosemary, uh, who is your mother. 
Uh, but, you know, as a, like, 18-year-old. Yep. Uh, let's start with, have you told the team about this? No. Everyone else gets pets and I got a mom. <laughs> Your mom is right there. So she just knows that you helped um, her put someone in a coma. That's someone being a Quentin, who happens to be Ellie's dad. Ellie, who happens to be uh, Tula's maybe girlfriend to flirtation ship. I could audibly, I could audibly hear Alex gasp in the other room. <laughs> uh, I think Lady Rosewing knows, if I recall correctly, I might have told her. So that Ellie, Ellie is one of my future people. So was question mark Quentin. And I think, uh, as is tradition, Peho just turns into a, a quiet stammering machine. None of the rest of you know this person. So there's just a young woman in a like leopard themed costume, like bodysuit with like leopard prints, uh, like a leopard mask. And she is standing there, clapping, looking at you all. Looking impressed, but not looking like she cares that much. Vryn, you are the closest to the door, because that's where you just landed. Uh, what do you want to do here? I holster the Dragon Defender. I get to prop up my bike again, just so I can make sure it's safe. And I wave over and and I say, Hi, uh, anything that we can help with, miss? Uh, yeah, I'm here to talk to them. And she points at Tiger. Oh, uh, yeah, was, were they expecting you? I don't think so. Uh, 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 <laughs> Can I pierce the mask? Go ahead. Do I have influence over Peho? I do! Yay! <laughs> oh, I thought you were piercing Leopard's mask, but Peho's mask No, also. I'm piercing Peho's mask. Yeah. Because I, I, can, I can see them nervous, and I want to make sure that they're safe. Ooh, that's an eight! Let's go! What do you want me to do? Peho wants you to come with? How are you putting that across? If I'm sort of envisioning this correctly, it's like a very, like, nervous, like, glancing at you who happens to be closest, being like, don't leave me alone. Okay. It's very much one of those, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. And you are probably the closest thing to a leader in this group. Okay, well, can, I, can I roll the blush? <laughs> Do you have to roll for that? <laughs> so yeah, uh, hey, you know, Tiger is actually my training partner for today, and uh, we're a little bit on the strict schedule. Do you think this is going to take a bit, or, or what do you think? I mean, I was probably going to borrow them for the rest of the day, but... Oh, cool, where are we going? Tiger looks visibly relieved. Leopard opens her mouth to speak and then closes it. And then she's like, it's a little bit personal. I just need their help with a project. Well, I mean, I'm pretty great at projects. I don't know if Tiger told you. Takanja Red, by the way. Um, I'm actually a straight-A student. She purses her lips and kind of shifts her weight. So she's like standing with her hip cocked out. And she's like, you know... What I'm going to do may require more than two people, so sure, you can come along. What about the rest of you? The other two of you want to come? And she looks at uh, 
princess and at Sheva. She notably does not look at Max. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Are we going on a field trip? Is this going to be training outside of here? Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I love working with the team. I'd love to come. Thank you so much for inviting me. I love being included. Tula. And I kind of like, kind of motion her to the side. Tula, I don't, I don't know what's happening, but I'm getting kind of a weird feeling right now. Are you uninviting me? I'm not uninviting you, Tula. I'm just thinking maybe it's not a good idea to leave a child with your dragon and maybe not leave Prince Butterfly because they're being left out right now? Responsibility? Fine. Well, yeah, okay, but you also have to get Bailey home at this point. I mean, how many days have we been training with her now? She's almost got it. She's right there. I just, you know, I think she's really got it. She's just really a little nervous and... I get being nervous and I don't want her to go home nervous, so I'm just trying to make sure she's really confident and it's kind of nice having a friend. Tula? Yeah? How many times has her grandma called? Okay, I'll ask Prince Butterfly to take her home with me. Okay, I mean, it would be good to to take Prince Butterfly around the Mesra as well, just to get, I don't know, like, a sense of where you're coming from? Plus, Prince... Prince Butterfly is a little bit closer in age with Bailey. It might make her feel a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I Thank you for always training me when I'm learning how to train others. Okay, but like, maybe take the dragon. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> and Leopard looks at you all and is like, okay, so the dragon's not coming then? Well, no, the dragon kind of has a few errands to run right now at this point. Um, But yeah, just, you know, me and my buddy Tiger. Princess and I have some errands to run. But I appreciate the invite. It's really cool of you to invite us. I mean, I love being included in things. And probably the next time you do something, I'll definitely want to be there, okay? She is visibly disappointed in (laughs) how you're (laughs) acting right now. She's expecting, like... This cool, collected girl riding a dragon, and you are talking a mile a minute, and she is just like, what the fuck did I just get into? Walk, walk, do I take a powerful blow for that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and take a powerful blow there. Okay. Hey, that's not a full success. You're good. Uh, That's a partial. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so on a seven or nine, you're going to choose one option from that list. Would I give ground? Can I give ground? To her, like, verbally? Yeah, sure. I think she looks at Tiger and is like, cool, so the adults can go take care of this then, and they'll catch up with you later, I promise. And then she just starts walking away. Uh, Tiger will look guiltily back at the other two and then walk after Rosemary. Rena, I assume you're following? Yes, definitely. But uh, should I take the bike? No, I'm not going to take the bike with me. Because I can just summon it whenever I need to. Tula's just going to look really deflated. As they're walking away, Bailey's gotten really good at controlling her explosions, and she makes, like, a really small one go off, like, right in front of Leopard. So Leopard, like, (laughs) jumps a little bit. I just, I just, I just yelled back, good control, Bailey, keep working on that. Prince Butterfly is just going to, uh, slyly offer for a high five. When you high five her, 
The audience gets a panel of her plushing, because this 10-year-old clearly has a crush on Prince Butterfly. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he's like 13. Like, it's not that big of a difference. It's just like a, like, oh, he's a little bit older. He's, like, competent. He's, he's just, he's like a weird 13. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but every 13 is a weird 13. <laughs> that is also <laughs> true. This is true, but, like, it's a weird with a capital W 13. <laughs> And we're going to stick with that group for a second. Uh, so Tula Bailey and Max and Princess. And Bailey's like, and the Emperor, right. And Bailey's like, do I really have to go home? It's probably a good idea. It probably is. Speaking as someone who can't go home, it's good to be home. Aww. Hey, can you share a vulnerability or weakness for me? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, when you share a vulnerability or weakness with someone, ask them if they think you could turn into your future self. If you do, mark potential and GM shift your labels. If they don't, clear a condition and shift your la- and they shift your labels. So, does this ten-year-old think I could turn into Monarch Man? No, no, not at all. Okay, she only sees you as the like heroic man that you are right now. Uh, I am removing guilty, and you get to shift my labels. Uh, I think she's going to shift savior up and mundane down. She sees you as this, like, legendary figure, especially because you're, like, a person trapped in the wrong time period, and, like, that's super cool in sci-fi. And she's like, do you want to go home? Doesn't everybody want to go home sometimes? She opens her mouth to say something and then closes it, and she's like, okay, um, yeah, uh, we should, we should go home then. And I think without even, like, thinking about it, she just starts, like, climbing up onto the back of Princess. Oh, 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 I was, we were gonna, I was thinking we could, I mean, yeah, Princess could use some time out. She's been working real hard. That's a great idea, Bailey. And Bailey, like, settles in in the front of, like, Tula's back, like, right by the neck. And, like, snuggles up with Princess. It's very cute. It's like a little girl, like, curling up with her dog. Only her dog is the size of, like, a school bus. Oh, so it's Clifford. Exactly. But it also breathes fire. Oh, so it's Clifford. (laughs) Uh, I assume that Tula is riding with Bailey. Oh, yeah. Are we all? That was going to be my next question. Max, are you riding with Bailey? Are you, like, hopping on the back of uh, Emperor? Does Emperor carry some people i don't think air emperor can carry me that would be very cool but i don't think that's an option just yet i didn't think so either but i wanted to give you the option (laughs) but it would be very fun at some point and i assume emperor is then gonna fly beside you all yeah uh and i do want to say on mic because we had a short discussion about it after last session when i took the move uh my moves for come on lucky are comfort and support defend and provoke someone which happen to be the three moves that change as uh, the innocent changes. So uh, we're going to see how that evolves. Yeah, so so currently uh, uh, Emperor does help me aggressively defend a large group or area. And I think you all have to, like, walk out the front door of this warehouse before you can fly. Because you don't have, like, a sunroof or anything. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So uh, you all walk out onto the street and then take up to the air. Bailey's grandmother doesn't live too far away, uh, but she does live in an apartment building. So um, several questions. 
are you bringing Bailey like to the front of the apartment building and like walking her up? Are you bringing her to a window? How are you getting her to her place? I feel like respectfully we should walk her in because she's a child. So we should probably park Princess somewhere. <laughs> oh, um, I think there's I think there's street parking here. I've got money for the meter. How are you at parallel parking? I'm a little nervous about parallel parking. I know it's something I should know how to do by now, but it's a little difficult. I mean, there, it's a dragon. There's no steering wheel. Yeah, but I still want to keep her in the lines. Yeah, so ask her to get in the lines. Oh yeah, right. Okay, okay, princess. We're gonna we're gonna aim just like just like we've been practicing inside the lines. Okay. I know your tail's gonna go a little bit over, but we want to try and at least get your legs inside the. Li- we might have to pay for two spots. She's a little long. That's okay. She lands very well in the spot, and again, is in two spots because she is the size of a bus, but she fits. And you all disembark and head on inside, get to Bailey's door, and Bailey unlocks it and is like, do you all want to come in? We should probably tell your grandma where you've been. And we should update her on your training. Okay, and she opens the door and like walks inside, and she's like, grandma, I'm home. And then uh, her grandmother comes out. She looks at the two of you. And you can see a tiny bit of disappointment uh, because, again, we did have a lot of the uh, people from the Karanash who are like, hey, what if we set Rin up with our grandchildren? Uh, Right. (laughs) So there's a little bit of disappointment there um, because Bailey does have an older brother. Uh, Bailey's older brother's name is Silas. He's like 17-ish, 17-18. His grandmother is super supportive of, like, him being queer, and is like, Rin and Silas are the couple of the year. Uh, But then she quickly shakes off that disappointment and is like, okay, um, would anyone like a cup of tea or coffee or milk or water? I think I might have some soda. That's very kind of you to offer. Um, I don't know how long we should be staying. I don't want to be an imposition. We just wanted to bring Rayleigh home and tell you how great she's been doing. Yeah, we, we never want to impose. It's not an imposition at all. Like, we are so happy that Bailey is getting the support that she needs. Well, then tea would be great. We're a little too young for coffee. It's too much caffeine. And I think the last thing I really need is more caffeine. But I think tea, tea would be nice. Thanks. Um, do, do you happen to have any cigarettes? <laughs> oh, my God. You're oh, my God. Excuse uh huh. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I will bring it up at every opportunity. Jesus Christ! <laughs> she looks at you and she's like, she looks at you for a long moment and then she laughs and she's like, kids these days. And then she walks to make tea for Tula. <laughs> I don't know why everybody keeps saying that. You're like twelve. Yeah, and. Smoking is for adults, and it's bad for you. You're supposed to be a hero. Kids are supposed to look up to you, and they can't look up to somebody who's smoking. I think before you have the chance to respond, Bailey's grandmother is the kind of person who has, like, a thousand pictures hung on the wall. And one of them catches your eye. 
It's a picture mm-hmm. from when she was growing up, uh, when she was a kid in, again, like the 60s. And it is like a photo from like a field trip that she took. And you recognize the young woman. And you also recognize the young man in the picture because the person she's standing with is you. It's like you all are like seven, eight years old. So this would have been a few years ago uh, chronologically for you. Uh, and this was Donna. Uh, Donna was, I think, like a family friend of yours. I don't think like a close, close friend. But what do you remember about Donna? I think I remember she was the type of kid uh, who would like go in the backyard and try and make potions with leaves and sticks like every day. And she comes back with a cup of tea and sees you looking at the picture. And I think it's the first moment that she like looks at you, looks at you. And she's like, it's funny, you look just like an old friend of mine. Wait, no. Donna? Her eyes widen, and she's like, Maximilian? That's me. Huh. Yeah, I've I've been getting a lot of that lately. So one of the people training my granddaughter is my friend from growing up. It, uh, (laughs) it seems like it. Huh. And... She, like, puts the tea down and is like, I just need, like, one minute. Mm -hmm. And she goes into the kitchen and is out of sight. And Silas comes up and sits down at the table. And Bailey's there as well. And Silas is like, so while Grandma is gone, what's Rin like? And I think with that, we're going to switch to the other group. We cut over to see Leopard leading the two of you. I think you're walking, like, side by side, but she is, like, leading. And she's not saying anything, but we do see a conversation that she is sending to Peho specifically, because she is also a telepath. Are you ready to take down more billionaires? Peho thinks for a moment and goes, depends on... You know what? Yes. So, uh, I don't know if you've heard about him before, but There is a hero named the Praetorian. He's largely just a landlord now. But uh, if we're going up against the powerhouses of the city, we probably need some backup. So I'm glad that Ren is here. Nope, I'm glad that Takanja Red is here. (laughs) Peho, like, looks back at Ren a little guiltily and then looks back at Leopard and just goes, I'm still not strong enough. So I'm glad he's coming with us. You seem plenty strong. Don't worry about it. Uh, Peho does not know what to do with that, and so remains quiet, as is their want. And just to make sure this is abundantly clear, we're not going the Back to the Future route where she's hitting on you? Right, no. I'm very, very... She knows that if you're not confident, you're going to fuck up the mission, so she's, like, (laughs) boosting you up here. I have a track record. And she's like, all right, so he lives in the, like, northernmost part of the city, so we are probably gonna have to catch a bus, or I don't think either one of you has a car. You could summon a motorcycle. Well, uh, yeah, but I can really only put one other person on it. Hmm, That's fine. We can also do this. And she walks up to someone getting out of their car, and goes invisible and then all of a sudden they like get pushed aside and their keys 
are like floating in the air. And then the front door closes and the car starts. Uh, Tiger immediately messages her and is like, no crime until the actual crime, please. The car turns off and she like drops the keys, then walks over to you. And she's like, ugh, fine. And uh, looks over to Kanjer and just like forces like a ha 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 ha, what a good joke. (laughs) Do I fall for the joke? I don't know. What do I roll in order to see if I fall for it? That could be a pierce the mask. Oh, well, I failed. She looks at you and sees you like giving her an inquisitive look. And she's like, anyway, and turns away and starts walking pretty briskly away from this poor person who's like getting back in their car to drive out of the area. Oh my gosh, that was a super good joke. Did you see how she went invisible? It's a cool power. Hey, so like, what are we doing right now, by the way? Taking down a billionaire. I'm sorry, what? Taking down a billionaire. Okay, but like, um, is this like a crime thing? No, billionaires are bad. Billionaires are the ones doing the crimes. Okay, but like, um, I, 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 I definitely sympathize with that, but also like, due process and the authorities and stuff? If we relied on due process and authorities and stuff, the apocalypse might happen. She turns back and she's like, I mean, that's a really dramatic way to describe it, but... Yeah, I'm just being dramatic for the sake of making a point. Oh, okay, so like, do, do we have, like, proof? Do we? She looks at both of you and she's like, you don't become a billionaire by being a good person. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you here, um, but... uh. What helps to keep, like, a person like this off the streets is if we can prove without a shadow of a doubt with, like, tangible evidence in order to make sure that this person doesn't do billionaire things. That's what we're doing, right, Leopard? We're finding the evidence to make sure that they can be taken down, right? She looks back at the two of you and she's like, I'm not gonna lie to either of you. No. We're going in there to kill him. And then we're going to turn the page and go back to uh, Bailey and Tula and everyone else. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> God damn it, Tess! Uh, murderer mom. Yay! <laughs> and uh, Donna comes back in the room and she sits down at the table and she's like, okay, um, so much of me wants to ask what happened. Hero stuff. That's kind of what I figured the answer was going to be. Yeah. Then, and she looks at Tula this time, and she's like, Sheva, I need you to make me a promise. Um, sure. If my granddaughter gets displaced in time, please bring her back. Um, um, I I promise I'll do my best. Why is she getting displaced in time? I don't know. Apparently that's a thing that can happen. Oh. Well, I mean, it's so rare. It's not like we have two people on the team displaced in time, right? (laughs) (laughs) She just gets a look. Bailey is notably flustered because she knows that both of them were displaced in time. Although, to be fair, the other one was by choice, not an accident. Sorry, thank you. They came back from a future that was bad. I mean, the good news is we kind of know what Bailey's power is now, so... As long as nobody does anything bad to her, this shouldn't be something we have to worry about. I hope. Bailey gives you a look like that was the absolute worst thing that you could say. 
Tula just sips her tea, but like loud, like like super loud, you know? <laughs> Fantastic. And Donna looks between the two of you and then looks at Bailey and is like, Bailey, I think we'll have a discussion after this, but um, I think uh, we should probably have some family time. And she reaches over and takes the like half full teacup out of Sheva's hands. And she's like, it was so nice uh, seeing you again, uh, both of you. Uh, have a great rest of your day. You do the same. Okay, look, I just, I just. I am like grabbing, like forcibly putting my arm through Sheva's and like pulling her away. I just want you to know that Bailey is incredible and she did incredible things and she could do a lot for our people. And I understand the the fear of it all. And honestly, I understand the guilt and the anger that I just got with the teacup because I was born into this culture too. But she is incredible. She mastered a power that could have taken others forever. Tula? Tula? Yeah? I think we should go. Right. Sorry. Thanks for the tea. And the two of you leave. And right as you step outside, like onto the street, uh, you look up at the back of Princess. And sitting on Princess's back is Mistra. Ow! And she's like, oh, hey there. What do you want? Total tone shift. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see how training of the little bombshell is going. And then she, like, pauses and she's like, bombshell in the, like, explosive term, not the, like, she's 10. What is it to you? I just like keeping an eye on all of the Karanesh that I know of, making sure that everyone is safe and secure and happy. What is it really that you want? Because I know damn well that you're not protecting anybody. Go ahead and roll to pierce the mask for me. It's already going to go poorly. Yep, there it is. Uh, Go ahead and mark potential. She dematerializes and then rematerializes like right in front of your face. And she's like, look, you know, I don't want to hurt you. And I don't have any issues with most of the people in the Karanesh. I just think the youth of our culture, of our people... And I would get along really well. You know, I'm always looking for new teammates. You should consider it sometime. I think we could do great work together. And then she dematerializes into the mist again and just like vanishes into the air. As she dematerializes, I want to be trying to just slap her in the face. Like childish, out of control, inappropriate, just like a slap, but clearly it just gets missed. Go ahead and roll to directly engage to see if it hits her before she does. Is Princess helping you with this? I mean, she's there. <laughs> when would having a dragon next to you when you're attacking someone not be helpful? Perfect. Uh, so that's a five. Go ahead and mark potential again. Fuck! <laughs> and you do get Mr. Across the Face before she dematerializes. And she smirks at you and she's like, yeah, that's the energy I like to see. And then she's gone. She gets under my skin so badly. <laughs> okay, so like, what, what, what's the deal here? I feel like I missed something. Well, you know how I get my powers and then they, I hold on to them until they go to the person who's ready for them? Yeah. Uh, somebody wasn't getting powers fast enough and she went on a murder spree through our culture till she found a power that came to her. Oh. Yeah. 
She makes me so angry. Yeah, I, I can see why. And now, now she's she's trying to collect powerful heroes and turn them into bad people like her. And I don't know what her endgame is. And the fact that I don't know what her endgame is makes me so incredibly angry because you can't stop something you don't know is coming. Well, then we're just going to find out, aren't we? You'll help me? Of course I'll help you. We're teammates. She just wraps her, her arms around him, just like the biggest hug. Max, can you go ahead and roll to comfort and support for me? I sure can. And uh, uh, Emperor will be there, like, offering a, a comforting wing on your back. And then Princess's tail, like, wraps around all of us. <laughs> That's going to be a 12. Uh, on a hit, they hear you. So if they open up, which you just did, definitely, uh, Tula, you can either mark potential, clear condition, or shift your labels. Ooh, I'm going to clear my insecure, because now I has a friend. And then uh, on a 10 plus, Max, you can also add a team to the pool or clear condition yourself. Uh, I'm clear and hopeless. And we turn the page from that hug to see the three of you, uh, the three of you being Leopard, Tiger, and Takandra Red, on the streets right after Leopard dropped this bombshell on you. Wherever she's walking towards, I get right between her and wherever she's walking towards. Perfect. Yeah, you're still in the streets, like, you're not even remotely close to where you're going. I can't have you do this. She rolls her eyes, and she's like, I am going to do this one or the other. I would like your help, but I'm sure I can find other people to assist. I'm going to try and roll been reading the files. Cool, go ahead and roll. Ugh. Uh, that's a six. Leopard is brand new on the scene. Like... The first time Leopard was ever, like, documented doing anything was when she put Quentin in a coma, like, a week ago. So you know nothing about her. Uh, I think Dragon Defender sword mode out right now. And, uh, and I kind of, like, ready and steal myself. Um, I am going to use Heroic Tradition. When you give someone the advice that you think your mentor would give, you can roll the plus, uh, the, the, you can roll plus the label your mentor embodies to comfort or support someone instead of rolling mundane. They embody savior, uh, so I got a plus three to this. And I want to say, Tiger, I know we haven't known each other for that long. And I know that you come from a place that isn't as great as here. But this, we can always find a way together in order to change the future. I think Tiger nods and powers up. Is that like powers up against me or powers up against uh, Leopard? I would like to keep that ambiguous right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Uh, uh, before we do that, can we have uh, Rin roll that comfort and support? That's a nine. Do you have influence over Rin? I uh, do! Influence over Pain? I do! Do you have influence? <laughs> That's a 10. Okay. On a 10 plus, uh, I can also add team to the pool or clear a condition yourself. I have no conditions, so I'm going to add a team to this particular pool. Uh, and then on a hit, they hear you, though. So they mark potential clear condition or shift labels if they open up to you. And it did sound like uh, we're keeping it ambiguous for the moment. So if you want to uh, reveal if you open up or not in a second, you can. And Leopard turns away from Takanja Red, clearly not even giving a fuck about what he thinks. Or, you know, the sword that he just whipped out. And she's like, 
Tiger, you and I have the same goals. You want to make the future a better place. I want to make the future a better place. And the only way to do that is to take these multi-billionaires down. We both know that laws don't apply to these people. None of them will ever get in trouble for what they do. Leopard, there's another path. If we resort to darkness to change a dark future, does that make us any better than the people who would rule? Leopard looks at you and she says, If I have to be a bad person to take down bad people, so be it. That is not what you taught me. And I, before explaining that, I would like to like make sure she can't run away. So I'd like to just kind of like box her in with some telekinesis. And also reveal that I've accepted Tekander's uh, comfort and support. Yes! Perfect. <laughs> uh, I would like to clear the guilty condition. So go ahead and roll directly engage for me. A seven. Choose one from that list. Can I choose to take her means of escape from us? Absolutely. Uh, so what does it look like as you like box her in? Uh, I think there'll be like the faint shimmer of a geometric sh- like shape around her. Not a cube, because that's so traditional, but I think uh, like a rhombus or a trapezoid or something. And she goes to like step out and then like hits the wall there. And she looks back at you and she's like, what did you mean? That's not what you taught me. I, I learned about you in the future. You're not like this at all. You learned about me? Yes. She looks you dead in the eyes and her like thoughts Very much like previously, but her thoughts were like loud and kind of overwhelming. Her thoughts enter your head and she's like, what do you mean? Tiger does the equivalent of la 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 in their head. So could I like run on the telekinetic rhombus and then get between uh, Leopard and Tiger? Yeah, that's something you could easily just do. Leopard, it sounds like you've done this to somebody else and... I'm sorry, but we're going to have to take you in. She looks at you and she's like, oh, right. The lone Tekanger is going to be able to stop me. Uh, can I take a powerful blow? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I got a nine. <laughs> per- I am going to struggle past the pain and I'm going to mark two conditions. I think I'm so focused on, like, I'm hurt because it reminds me that I'm the only one out here. Uh, but also, like, Tiger's confused and I can feel that. And I want to mark angry, and I want to mark... I want to mark guilty, because in the first place, I put... I I feel like I put Tiger in the situation. And she sees that, like, hurt go across your face, and realizes she hit a nerve. And so she keeps going, and she's like, you can defend Tiger all you want. You can work with this new team, but you know that they're all just placeholders until you find your real group i know how your people work i've seen other rangers i've seen the riders it's all about finding the other colors of your rainbow right and then she looks at tiger and she's like do you want someone who you have history with who trained you apparently who taught you and who you know that long-term will be there for you? Or do you want someone who's going to leave you? Who sees you as temporary? Everything's temporary. And she smiles and she's like, it is, just like your focus on that wall. 
And she pushes back, hits the wall, and breaks through it, and then goes invisible and is gone. Uh, can I, like, do what uh, the equivalent of, like, a telepathic sonar? Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers for me. Alright, here goes. <laughs> hey, an 11. Yeah, you see exactly where she is. Yeah, I would like to, if possible, extend that telepathically to Ren. Uh, yeah, no, Rin sees where she is, and she is, like, running away from you all. Oh, impossible fighting skills. I'm, like, jumping up. I'm jumping up on rooftops, and I'm chasing. And I call the Taka Cycle for Tiger if they need it. I'm gonna use my new training and fly. <laughs> oh, cool! Okay. The bike is gonna be relevant in a moment. We see Sheva and Prince Butterfly on Princess's back, like, flying back to base when the Taka cycle just comes whipping out and speeding down the road on its own. Uh, do you see what I see? I I think so, and I don't like it. We should probably go after it. Alright, Princess, remember remember our chasing skills that we practiced? We're gonna use it now and follow that bike! Princess does a full loop-de-loop in the air and then speeds off after the bike. Our next panel shows Princess and Tula and Max flying over the streets of Moon Harbor, just following the Taka Cycle. And the Taka Cycle is, I guess, semi-intelligent or just has really good sensors because it is not hitting anybody, but basically like zipping on sidewalks and on streets and just like avoiding everything it needs to, but not stopping. I want to cut into the two of you. Do the two of you have any idea of what's going on? Do you have any, like, thoughts? What are you talking about on this epic chase through the streets? So there's, like, nobody riding that, right? Uh, nope, it's just driving itself. Is that a thing that it normally does? Not that I'm aware of. Though I have seen that Mr. Tesla has been making self-driving cars recently, so I don't know. Uh, Mr. Tesla? Uh, I'm gonna guess something bad is happening. Almost certainly. Um, do you think that Princess can get lower? Okay, so here's the thing. In training, she can definitely get lower, but she can't gauge it very well. And, um, sometimes her feet kind of scrape the top of all the cars, and I don't know if that's a thing you really want to do. See, I'm thinking if we can get low enough, I can just jump from Princess to the bike and try and figure out what's going on. Will the bike tell you what's going on? I don't know. One way to find out. Okay. Okay, princess, we practice this. We're going to go low, but we're going to pull our feet up, remember? Scrunch! Scrunch, girl! Go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. Seven! All right, uh, so that is seven and nine. It can either be unstable or temporary, or you can mark your condition. Definitely unstable or temporary. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Prince Butterfly, you land perfectly on the motorcycle. Fantastic. Not an issue whatsoever. Uh, And the motorcycle quickly rounds the corner, so Princess quickly follows. uh, And right in front of you, um, higher than the level of the cars, but, you know, lower than the level that Princess is currently flying at, is a bus. Like a tour bus with people sitting on top. That princess is now hurtling towards. And we're going to turn the page. 
No. And we get a panel of Takanja Red parkouring across rooftops, chasing Leopard, who is down on the ground. And I assume that, though we didn't see it earlier, I assume that Tiger is following along as well. Yep, just floating along as fast as they can. Perfect. And Leopard is fast. But more than that, she's also, like, sending, like, telepathic messages to people in the crowd and, like, confusing them. So, like, they are getting bumbling as well and, like, making it hard to track her in the noise. But as you all round a corner to, you know, follow her, you see the Taka cycle heading towards you down the block because it, like, anticipated where you were going and, like, went to cut you off. And, uh, Right behind it, you see Princess hurtling towards a bus with Sheva on its back. I'm going to start with uh, Sheva here as the group comes together. What do you want to do to, you know, either take out this bus or not hit it? So I'm going to say that Sheva learned from what we did in training. And she's going to throw a light ramp at the front of the bus so that when um, Princess gets towards it, she goes up the ramp instead and goes up and over the people. Go ahead and roll to defend for me. Woo! Perfect. Uh, that is a nine. You're going to keep the people on the bus safe, but you're either going to expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. I'm clearly exposing myself to danger. Princess hits the ramp and goes up into the sky much like you practiced, and, like, the people are really impressed, uh, but Princess kind of hits it a little too hard and is, like, going, like, vertically 90 degrees directly up, and you just go tumbling off her back, dropping, like, 60 feet towards the concrete below. I'm gonna jump over to Rin. Uh, Tikanja Red, you are jumping across the rooftops, and you are pretty close to where Tula is now falling from the sky. Is Princess gonna be okay if I just catch Tula? Yeah, Princess is a dragon. She's flying. Could this be, like, a role to defend, then? Since she's, like, falling out the sky right now? Uh, sure. What does that look like? I switched the dragon defender into blaster mode, and I'm about to take aim uh, at a at Leopard in order to slow her down. But then I see that out of the corner of my eye, so I holster it, and I just jump, and I just try to catch her. And I try to, uh, I try to land on the next building. Perfect. Go ahead and roll to defend for me. That's a 14. Damn. You and Sheva land safely on the next rooftop as you like tackle her and catch her and roll her. And I think we see you land and Princess come like land next to you on this rooftop as well. I would like it notated that Sheva is blushing. Uh, And then we're going to cut down to Prince Butterfly and Tiger. As the Taka cycle like pulls up short and the two of you like not run into each other physically, but, like, run into each other. Uh, hey, uh, wh- wh- what's going on? Where's your friend? Uh, can I extend the, like, telepathic look at the person fleeing to Sheva and Max? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would like to do that and then point and grunt. And Leopard has gotten pretty deep into the crowd. Like, you're now in one of the busier parts of Moon Harbor, and, like, 
think like I'm gonna say Times Square esque, but not quite that busy. Like something akin to that, but in like a smaller city. And there are people all around. You can still see this like mental radar that shows you exactly where Leopard is, but there are a lot of people around. And what why are we chasing this person? Uh they're they're gonna kill a billionaire. Yeah, we should go. Are you driving this? Uh, well, I'm about to be. Do you have a license? No. Neither do I. Hmm. <laughs> and the two of you unlicensed drivers take off into this crowd of people. Uh, I am telling uh, the Emperor, go, go, go sit on her head. Make her so we can see her. And the Emperor heads over. Uh, go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. Apparently it can go nothing but well. Uh, that was an 11, so that happens. What does it look like as Emperor lands on Leopard's head? Uh, I think it looks exactly like that. I think that uh, Emperor has just landed there and is just a beacon of color above these people. And I'm just going to shout, get away from the butterfly! Go ahead and provoke the crowd. All right. Emperor does help with this one. That one didn't go nearly as well. That's a five. And the crowd parts and they get away from Emperor, leaving you a clean shot at Leopard. And you all take Leopard down with his bike. And she goes rolling, becoming visible. And then she looks up at you after landing in like a three-point stance. And she says, the Praetorian needs to die. Can I take a powerful blow? Absolutely. That's what I was hoping you would do. Hell yeah. For anyone who may not remember, the Praetorian is uh, Max's ex-best friend and also a former member of Max's team when he was a child in the 60s. And uh, that's going to be an 11. (laughs) Perfect. Uh, On a 10 plus, choose one from that list. Uh, can, Can I do two things? The two things being lose control of myself and my powers and Mark angry. Yeah. Excellent, because I'm going to punch her in the face. You don't talk about my friend like that. And you punch her in the face and she goes flying backwards through like three buildings. I think I would love if there's a panel where for a moment, Tiger conflates Prince Butterfly with Monarch Man. Beautiful. And the crowd around you is now, like, murmuring and talking and, like, though she did just say she wanted to murder a billionaire, they're like, oh, this teenager is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Just, just a note there, just a little flavor text for ya. And at this point, uh, as we see, like, leopards starting to get up out of the rubble, from, you know, being knocked through three first floor of first floors of a building. We're going to turn the page and look at Takanja Red and Sheva. Sheva, uh, Takanja Red just saved you and now you all are on a rooftop. And you just watched Prince Butterfly punch a woman through three buildings. Now I understand why you left me at home. This is a little intense. Um, a little guidance might be nice right now. What, what, what are we doing? Our... Are you okay, though, Sheva? I am, thanks to you. 
Okay, uh, well, all we need to know right now is to stop that lady because she's trying to murder a billionaire. Stop her from flying through buildings? Oh, uh, yeah. Any chance you could light rail us over there to see what's happening? Yeah, you have faith in my power. That means I have faith in my power. Let's, let's do it. And she proceeds to make a rainbow light rail, by the way. Do I have to roll for that? I assume I have to roll for uh, that. Yeah, go ahead and roll to unleash your powers. Woo! Uh, do you I want that to me. be unstable or temporary? Or do you want to mark your condition? Uh, this is my first time trying this. I'm going to say unstable and temporary. Perfect. It goes really well for the first, like, two-thirds of the trip. And then the light power moves on to somebody else, and suddenly <laughs> the light rail is gone, and the two of you just tumble <laughs> to the ground. It's not enough to hurt you, but, like, you do kind of just go sprawling. Uh, do I have a power at the moment? I think we're gonna see when you need to roll again. Got it. I think Dikandra Red, like, takes it in stride, like, he rolls into the fall, and then just starts taking off towards whatever building uh, Leopard ended up in. Hey, uh, Sheva, did you do the same thing? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I I awkwardly, like, splatted, (laughs) and am kind of, like, laying there for a second, like, oh, that's, that's gone, I guess. And then I just watch him take off. And Jacandra Red, you get over to Leopard, who is, like, getting up out of this rubble, and she looks hurt. Like, she is struggling to get to her feet. I am going to assess the situation uh, using Be Mindful of Your Surroundings. Oh, that's a 12! Perfect. Uh, so you're going to ask uh, three? Yes. Uh, what here can I use to safely subdue her? She is not much of a threat. If you, like, handcuff her or, like, tie her hands, she's not going anywhere. Okay. And, uh, could I also ask what here could I use to make sure that she's okay? Yeah, fortunately, she got knocked through, like, three buildings and ended up, like, like, a block away from an urgent care facility. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hmm. What well, you're going to use to gather more information about her? I think the only thing around here, you'd have to, like, talk to her. You'd have to, like, ask her questions. And she looks at you and she's like, that child's going to kill her right hook. Uh, yeah. You know, this is the... And this is when he goes into, like, full... <laughs> He goes into, like, full, like, scolding mode, like, as he's, like, handcuffing her. So, you know, this is what happens, right? Like, we did try to talk to you about making the right choice for this, and although I understand and appreciate your stance, you know, we... we there is such thing as, like, due process and, and, you know, having to follow specific social and cultural rules that are expected of us, and then... <laughs> He's just handcuffing her and, like, walking her towards the urgent care. I think as I'm walking, everybody else kind of catches up with me as well. Hey, uh, did did anyone check on Princess? 
And you all see Princess, like, circling above you, and Emperor's above you as well. Like, they both seem fine. And Prince Butterfly, how to, how'd you like the Taka cycle? Um, I, I mean, it was fine. Like, I've never been much of a motorcycle guy, but, like, it's good. I think, like, his heart drops a little bit because he's worked very hard on the Taka cycle. Uh, important question. Prince Butterfly, do you notice... I don't think so. Leopard, who's like being led in front of the four of you, is like, so what, you're going to drag me to a jail now? Yeah, that's what happens to villains. Well, we should probably take her to to the hospital first. She wanted to kill my best friend. Yes, but just because we're heroes doesn't mean we can't care about the non-heroes. You're always so wise and so smart and have such great advice. Uh, actually, I've been doing this a little longer than you, and what heroes do after they catch the villain is take them to jail. And I'm going to use White Knight here. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so it's when you give a speech on morality and heroism, you can provoke someone with savior instead of superior. And I don't think Emperor is helping with this one, so it's just a plus one. That's going to be an 11. All right. So... If you take her to prison, you will add a team to the pool and not mark a condition. Dang it, I just wiped one too. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm gonna resist. I'm gonna resist this. Ugh, okay. <laughs> I'm marking insecure. Uh because you have been doing this longer. You're coming to a place that doesn't feel the same. I know that. So yeah, I'm marking insecure at this point. And what I do, I guess, uh, I, I wouldn't call it standing up to you. When I do go against your wishes, I do feel insecure about it. I appreciate where you're coming from in terms of justice. And I'm sorry to say, Prince Butterfly, but times have changed. And um, we have to understand context and we have to understand we have to place care when we're doing the superheroing as well okay so your point is she's hurt yes then why are you wasting time talking to me <laughs> can i just take a powerful blow from crumpet I mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> Yeah, no, that one, that one hurt. That one hurt. That one hurt. So I'm definitely rolling to 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 take a powerful blow on that one. I'm so I sorry. We I've created a monster. We thought we were friends, but that's okay. That's the essence for. That's a seven, so I don't make it. But okay, I have to give ground. Your opposition gets an opportunity. In that moment of like hurt that passes across Rin's face. His grip on Leopard slips a little bit, and she just starts to run. Can I just tell Princess to catch or fetch? Can I just say, Princess, fetch! And, like, send her after her? Yeah, go ahead and roll to directly engage for me. And Princess does give you a plus one to that. <laughs> I got a ten. All right, you're going to choose two from the list. I'm going to take something from them, which in this point I would assume is their freedom. Yeah, her escape, whatever, her mobility. I'm going to create an opportunity for my allies because she's literally in the mouth of a dragon. 
And she's being held there. I think probably like Princess grabbed her like by the collar of her shirt. Princess's jaws are like wrapped around the fabric behind her neck. She looks at you, Tula, and in your head you hear, that's right, send your dragon after me because you can't do anything because you're a powerless little girl. Surprisingly, that doesn't hurt as bad as it should because she doesn't have influence. And I feel like we also trained really hard for that. So I was proud that Princess and I pulled it off. Uh, Tiger, you were the least distracted with like being at each other's throat. Uh, So Tiger, what do you want to do there? Tiger has been very conflicted this whole time to no one's surprise. And I think they just want a swift resolution to this right now for better or for worse. So can they just kind of do like a mind pinch on Leopard to knock her out? Yeah, I think that absolutely just happens. Yeah, and just uh, stare at the floor. Yeah, so she just slumps down in Princess's mouth. And we get back, and we get this pullback panel of the four of you standing on the street, Princess fluting above, holding Leopard, and just like the rubble of these three buildings, debris and dust, just kind of floating around you. Thank you for listening to Moon Harbor Heroes. This issue was GM'd by Tess Huth, she, her, who can be found on Twitter at Tessatrix. Flyby was played by Jane Berry. Jane, she, her, can be found on Twitter at Jane-Tarzan. Lady Rosewing was played by Elliot Peterson. Elliot, she, her, or they, them, can be found on Twitter at Elliot Yulen. That's E-L-L-I-O-T-Y-L-E-N. Prince Butterfly was played by Crumpet. Crumpet, any pronouns, can be found on Twitter at The Crumpet. That's T-H-E-C-R-U-M-P-I-T. Shava was played by Alex Catherine. Alex, she, her, can be found on Twitter at Alexy Galaxy. That's A-L-I-X-G-A-L-I-X-Y. Takanja Red was played by JPG. JPG, he, him, can be found on Twitter at SpeakerJPG. That's the letters J-P-G. Tiger was played by John John Johnson. John John, they, them, or he, him, can be found on Twitter at Burn John John Burn. That's B-U-R-N-J-O-N-J-O-N-B-U-R-N. Moon Harbor Heroes is produced by Tess Huth, Icy Sheets, Elliot Peterson, and Crumpet, and edited by Tess Huth. The music in this issue was written by Tess Huth. Moon Harbor Heroes is traditionally played using Masks A New Generation, written by Brendan Conway and produced by Magpie Games. Our logo was designed by Beautiful Beasties. She can be found on Instagram at beastly.doodles or on Patreon at patreon.com slash beautifulbeasties. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at moonharborheroes at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at moonharborcast. If you enjoyed this issue, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice or tell a friend. Five-star reviews and word of mouth are really the best way for us to keep bringing these stories to more people. And thank you for helping us save the world. We'll see you next issue.